0: Welcome to Household Six. We are three-seasoned Army spouses with over 31 years of combined experience, and we have a desire to empower, encourage, and provide resources so that military spouses from all branches can navigate the highs and the lows of being married to America's heroes. This podcast will consist of tough conversation, interviews, guests, shared experiences, and resources we find available. We hope that there are a lot of laughs along the way.
1: We are your hosts, Mandy and Margo and Kathleen. We're so glad you guys are here. We will jump into this first season with mostly PCS tips and tricks and a few special interviews sprinkled in. As each season progresses, we will jump into topics that will come up organically after UPCS, like finding childcare and navigating your career. We plan to discuss any and all topics relating to this life, so things like TRICARE, Finding Friends, Anxiety, and Loneliness will all have an episode. We even plan to talk about the nitty-gritty but like body changes (laughs) and sex during deployments at field trainings, etc. We will release a new episode every other week. And now we'd like to introduce ourselves. Yeah. Let's
2: do it. I'm Kathleen Kent. I'm from Asheville, North Carolina, currently stationed at Fort Polk, Louisiana, which is the one duty station I said I never wanted to go to. My husband and I met at my best friend's wedding, and we've been married for 10 years. We have one daughter, Esther. She's six. She's the funniest person I've ever met. And while we've been married, Brian has deployed five times, and it's been a lot. I am a photographer. I work with families, and that's been so fun to carry with me everywhere, but it definitely was born out of a desire to find my own identity and carve out a place for myself. And a fun fact about me is that as a kid, I was a member of the National Speleological Society, and I went caving and repelling a lot with my dad. So That's amazing. Yeah. And that's a mouthful. Yeah, I could yeah. even say it when I was seven.
0: That's impressive. So. Could Esther say that right now? I, probably not. We'll
1: have to you, ask you gotta, her. You got to get her. You, you <laughs> have to have her
0: practice. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you sound very brave as a child. (laughs) Fearless. Yeah. (laughs) Well, hey, y'all, I'm Margo. I'm originally from Eastern Kentucky. I'd say the name of the town, but there's no way that you will know what it is. So I'm just going (laughs) to claim all of Appalachia as my home. And um, we're currently stationed at Fort Stewart, Georgia, and I'm so happy to be here. My sister lives in Savannah, so we've been trying to get stationed here for so long. I've been married to my husband, Alex, for seven years. And in that time, we have moved six times and had five PCS. We've had one deployment, although we technically weren't together during that time. He We met, and then five days later, he deployed to Afghanistan. So we had to talk through Messenger and Skype and just get to know each other when we could. Um, And it worked out really good because we were able to truly create a friendship before we got together. But as soon as he got back, we started dating and a year later got married. Now we have a five-year-old daughter named Magnolia. She's autistic and I homeschool. I always like to mention that she's autistic when I introduce myself or my family Mm -hmm. because it's important for me to set boundaries and let people know what to expect from us. Mm -hmm. Now I know that you probably won't be meeting Magnolia if you're listening. So I know that doesn't exactly pertain to our situation here. But there's like a 100% chance that she will sooner or later bust in the room while I'm recording. So just wanted to mention all of that. She also has a vocal stem and you may hear that in the background sometimes. Otherwise, we have one dog named Tucky. In my free time, I have a blog, um, shameless plug, called Margot (laughs) with the Flow, where I talk about being chronically ill and try to give support to others who are going through the same things as me. And then a fun fact about me is that I'm a former national champion baton twirler. That's amazing! Oh, <laughs> I can't believe
0: we're just hearing about that, Margot. Yeah, well, I mean, uh,
1: it's like a technicality because I was four years old. But
2: yeah, <laughs> oh,
0: that counts. she was younger than you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I'm Mandy Afoa. I'm originally from Wisconsin, and according to my two co-hosts and everyone around me, you will all notice the more I speak. My current location is Fort Polk, Louisiana, where the sun is hot and the service is spotty. I have been a military spouse for almost eight years. My husband's career has taken us to North Carolina, Georgia, Texas, and Louisiana. We've experienced three deployments and many, many schools, failures, ups and downs, and we're still navigating this life as it comes our way. We have three children, six, four, and two. And one interesting fact about me that I'm not sure many people know, but I'm pursuing my master's degree in marriage and family therapy from Syracuse University. It has been one of my dreams since before I started venturing to all the southern duty stations.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And all of that is so wonderful and interesting between Kathleen, Margot, and myself. But we all know the interesting fact of the night is how this all came to be. Why don't you kick (laughs) us off with that, you spouses? Why
1: don't you tell us how it all came to be? Yeah, Yeah, so I only know Kathleen from the internet, Facebook, Instagram, that kind of thing. We have never met in person, although I've been claiming that she's one of my best friends for like five years. (laughs) Um, I would always tell my husband about funny stuff that Kathleen posted on Facebook or a meme she shared, and he would always say, oh, your imaginary friend, Kathleen. So I think he was like really shocked when I was like, oh, yeah, so I'm going to message Kathleen about starting a podcast. (laughs) But that's exactly what I did. I have insomnia. And one night at like midnight, I DM'd her and I was like, I have a crazy idea. And you're who needs to hear it? And then I word vomited. A week or so before that, I had hosted our first battalion coffee. And of all the ladies who were there, hardly anybody was familiar with the technical stuff about Army Wife Life. Everybody was really eager to get involved and wanted to volunteer, but they had no idea where to start. And I was having a really hard time trying to condense seven years of experience mm-hmm. into a few minutes of conversation with them. My original idea was like, I'm going to create a flyer for spouses or a little binder for a cheat sheet. But I was like, if it was me and I was just handed a packet of information, that would still be equally as overwhelming if I had no one to explain it to me. Mm-hmm. So I try to think outside of the box on how can I get this information out And I finally thought they just need to listen to friends talking about it. It needs to be a conversational tone, something that's not stuffy, that they can really truly feel a part of and relate to, and that we can just all laugh together and find support. So that's why I messaged Kathleen, who I've never met before in real life, (laughs) (laughs) about starting a podcast. And I've had a few people reach out to me about why out of all the Army spouses I know that I you know reached out to Kathleen and I can't quite put it into words but all I can say is that if you already know her or as you'll learn during the podcast like she was the perfect person for this and you won't have to ask that again.
2: Thank you, Margo. If I had known how Margo was also obsessed with me, then I we could have been like real life friends before now, um, because I'm pretty sure I'm the one who Facebook friended her because I thought she was really cool in the Facebook groups we were in together. And we both, you know, have our one really cute daughter who we like to match us and stuff like that. So when she messaged me, I was surprised that she was starting a conversation because we usually just sent memes back and forth or commented on Insta stories or something <laughs> But when she proposed her idea for a podcast, there was not a single moment where I was like, this is weird that she's asking me to do this. I was like, yes, of course. I definitely want to do a podcast. <laughs> How, How did, did you take know? It you so long. Yeah. <laughs> um, and everything she was saying was stuff that I had been thinking. She, she said, I have this crazy idea I want to tell you. I am seeing all these spouses who are young and lonely and don't know the system. And I was kind of like, yeah, I've, I've been thinking the same thing. I've wanted to do something like this for so long, but I just don't have follow through. So Margot and I were supposed to have a phone call to just talk about the details and hash it out. I was super excited, but I got the flu and I was down and out. I was sleeping 18, 20 hours a day. I could barely talk. And so I was like, I can't, we're going to have to reschedule. And it, it turned out to be really serendipitous that we did because later that week when I was feeling a little better, Mandy had texted me and said like, I have a lot of ideas and I just need to talk them through so like, get better soon. <laughs> and then I kept not getting better. So finally she was like, I don't care if you're sick. I need to come over. I've got to tell you what what I'm thinking. So she walks in and says, I have this crazy idea and you're the person who needs to hear it. And then she proceeds to say like almost exactly the things Margot said about how we want to facilitate community for all these new spouses and just kind of give them the help and wisdom that we wish we had had when we first um, joined this life. Yeah. Oh my
0: goodness. I know. And during that time, I felt as if I was a volcano about to erupt and I said i I need to tell you something. I need to get this out. And, you know, I said, I don't care if you have the flu. I'm willing to subject
1: myself to that. Yeah. And so if this all wasn't working out perfectly enough, I had just made a friend here at Fort Stewart who edits podcasts for a living. And if you just got goosebumps, I mean, so did I. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mon and Maggie's husbands work in the same battalion. And at our recent coffee, we were just going around introducing ourselves and like what we have going on. And, you know, she mentioned she had this podcast editing business and it truly felt like faith. And after she left, I was like, we have to, you know, get her on board. I'm sure she would love to do it. And so the next time I saw her, I had the same word moment telling her all of my hopes and dreams about this Army Life podcast. And she was immediately on board, enthusiastic, ready to help other people. And then dove headfirst into a bunch of stuff that I have no idea what she was talking about. <laughs> it was like the technical podcast stuff. and she could tell that she had lost me. (laughs) So she eventually just smiled and said, don't worry, I got you. Like, we're going to get this done. That's so awesome. And I think
0: Maggie is phenomenal at that. Every time we look at her cross-eyed, she's like, meh, you guys don't need to know those details.
1: Move on. (laughs) I know. And I think that's so great because it just really speaks to how each of us are bringing something different to the table and really getting to use our specific talents and like what makes us happy and what we're good at. And I like, like you said before, I really am just so happy with this team. I feel like God put us all together and it it's just like magical.
0: It really is. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully one of these podcasts will get Maggie on here and she can introduce herself and she can talk for about sure. her hopes and dreams and wishes and all of the things. But, you know, for now she's behind the scenes working her magic so that we can have some podcasts, you know, launched come the new year for you guys. So, <laughs> you know, all things come back around. And, you know, I find it very crazy that we're sitting here on this podcast with two amazing spouses. And so, you know, I never, I never would have imagined myself on a podcast. You know, my thought process behind this concept was how do we create an environment, you know, locally and paper formed. And so becoming a team member of Household Six really took my desires and it exploded it. And, you know, it's, it's crazy to think too, because when we were coming up with a name with podcasts, you know, we probably threw out 500 names for a podcast and you know Margo throughout household 6 and you know we had gotten on a phone call all three of us and I think Maggie was there and you know, we talked about this, but the names and, you know, Kathleen goes, man, Household Six is my favorite. And I jumped in and said, yeah, mine too. It's actually on my info on Facebook. And so, (laughs) you know, I think we've all had this like on our heart in a way that has been really incredible for us to move forward with. And it was clearly meant to be because we've all been connected to Household Six. Even our listeners too. Everybody's a part of Household Six
2: for us. If you don't know what Household Six means, Six is the designation for the battalion commander. And so it's kind of a joke that you know, we're not the battalion six, we're the the six back home, <laughs> the commanding <laughs> officer of the homestead. We're the domestic engineers. Yeah, exactly. Household <laughs> six. Yeah. So by the end of mine and Mandy's conversation, we had started talking about like physical groups and ways that we could meet up with spouses here. And then she goes, this would make a really good podcast.
0: I don't know that I meant it when I said that. That's yeah. the thing. I think I, I think it was just talking formality, and then Margo jumps in, and man, she she knows how to run it. Right. And so
2: kept us on track.
0: Yeah, you know, we Kathleen and I talk podcasts. Yeah, that'd be great podcast. And you know, then Margo really whips us this <laughs> shape. And thank goodness for her guys, because if if it weren't for her, we wouldn't be here. So you guys can thank oh Margo. God.
2: You guys, but me. it was really fun to bring these two people together. I. Mandy and I actually know each other. We were neighbors in Savannah, Georgia in 2017. And Mm -hmm. when I found out she was coming here, I literally cried from joy because Mandy is such a positive person and definitely like got me through a really hard year and we had so much fun. And, but Mandy also cried coming Mm -hmm. here because she didn't want to. (laughs) (laughs) I sure did
0: cry, you know, and I, and that's a topic for another, you know, another one of our podcasts, but It's always hard. You cry when you come and you cry when you leave. So the army is a small world. And I'm thankful that I was a part of Kathleen's life during that hard time. I think it brought us closer. And I really hope that through this, we can become close to everybody too, because we're sharing, you know, great things and parts about us and parts that are hard and good and all those type of things. And I'm so thankful to be Margot's friend now because that girl has some style and some (laughs) flair. So if you don't follow Margot yet, make sure you do because she will sparkle your life more than anybody else. Thank you. (laughs) You know, I think now is a great time that we kind of go into like talking about our hopes for the podcast and kind of where we want to go. And so, you know, we talked about how it got started. And I really think an important part is like our personal hopes and what we can bring to the table in life. You know, we have work and we have passion projects. And for me, this podcast is a passion project. And, you know, my goal is to leave a post better than I find it no matter where we go. And so, I believe that there are many generations of lives that will live beyond our times and in the houses that we live on these bases. And so I just really hope that I can bring light and guidance to our community, not only locally, but through each community that chooses to follow us. And so, you know, I still remember arriving at our first duty station like it was yesterday and feeling so alone and so unprepared. I think I was 24 years old when we were, you know, moving to North Carolina. And I was about to live in this brand new world, and I was so uncertain of how to do that and be a brand new wife. and And I continued to think I was going to fail, and it was going to go wrong. And so, you know, during that time, I had just longed for a friend and some company, and for somebody to tell me that it wasn't going to happen. And so, my hope for this podcast is to bring friendship and community to anybody who needs it through listening. You know, I wanted to fit in so badly during those times, and it came down to me being so uncertain of myself at that young age, and it. And it unfortunately sometimes landed me in situations that was not me. You know, it wasn't until our last duty station that I woke up and finally stopped coloring inside the lines. And so I hope that through this podcast, we can encourage you not to wait so long to color outside the lines and and enter into every club and dinner and event, you know, 100% yourself, because if you're 100% genuinely you, you'll never be alone. And I can promise you that, you know, I remember during our deployments, I would immerse myself in a TV show and man, I was trying to think of which ones Gilmore Girls was a big one friends and I would I would add myself as a new character as if I was hanging out with them as if they were my friends you know it was <laughs> where I truly felt content and confident and I really hope that you can do the same while you listen to three spouses who have yet to figure it all out <laughs> but you know we share what we've learned and we really hope that you join us along the way in another. Another goal of mine, though, through this podcast is that we're not limited to the mill spouse audience. Many of the areas and topics we plan to bring to the table can be transferred into everyday life.
1: Yeah, I am like teary-eyed listening to you speak, Mandy, because I feel the exact same way. And I love especially what you said about adding yourself into TV shows, because I do that all (laughs) the time. I can remember we got married and then a week later moved to Fort Sill, our first duty station together. And, you know, I was, didn't have a job at the time and didn't have kids. And, you know, Alex was going to work. And so I was just home alone and I was hundreds of miles away from everybody I knew and all the life I've ever known. And so you're sitting there and you're so lonely and watching The Good Wife is what got me through it. Good Wife, (laughs) that was definitely one of them too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I just put myself into that reality and it was so comforting and I could turn it on when I was lonely or sad or my family wasn't available to talk or something like that. And I've continued to do that. I still do it today. I mean, there's been so many shows, just like you said, that I feel like I'm a part of (laughs) like new girl, Gilmore girls, like all of that. Another one. yes, Yeah. Any of the feel good shows are really good for that. But yeah, that's just such a good like coping technique for those times Mm -hmm. when you don't have a friend group yet, or your life is just especially lonely for whatever reason. And that's perfectly goes to what my hope is for the podcast. I want to help military wives feel less alone Mm -hmm. I myself have been through some pretty dark times mentally as an army wife and felt like no one understood me at all. And we can discuss more of that later in episodes. I truly hope to to talk a lot about, you know, mental health and all the behavioral health things that the military offers as support. But I want to say that once I finally started to share some of that and unburdened myself of that secret is when I realized Mm -hmm. that almost every other spouse I talked to felt the exact same way. We were all overwhelmed. We all missed our families and we were so freaking anxious that we like mm-hmm. couldn't live. <laughs> and I think there's so much power in that, that you are bearing your most vulnerable self and not only being accepted for who you are, but you're understood. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what you were saying about being 100% yourself. There's so much joy in being who you are and not a watered down version of someone else or who you think people expect you to be. And I want to help spouses feel not only not alone, but I want them to feel celebrated for their uniqueness, for their authenticity and their talents. I want to help them be as involved as they want to be and to use those specific talents to leave a post better than they found it. And for me, that's a twofold statement. Sure, leave the actual post you're at better than when you arrived there. But also, I hope that you as an individual leave a post better more fulfilled, happier, more joyful than when you arrived there.
0: I love that. That is completely true, Margo. And, you know, it really expands my thought on that when I, you know, when we say leave a post better than you find it, because yet we really hope that the post leaves you
2: better than you found it. So I love it. Exactly. And I just totally agree with everything that they say. Every time we talk, we're on exactly the same page. But it just a big thing for me is I'm so passionate about opening up the conversation about mental health and making sure that spouses understand all the resources that we have. And a huge part of being mentally healthy in this life is finding your community and finding your friends because this life can be so lonely. And while they were talking, I was thinking about when Brian and I first got married, I was 21, which like, who let me get married at 21? Yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. The first, the first Army Wife event I went to First of all, Brian told me, like, it's a coffee. And I was like, what What the heck is a coffee? Like, is this a – are we having –
1: drinking do I, coffee. Do at, I need to bring yeah. creamer? Yeah, exactly.
2: <laughs> Are we drinking coffee yeah. at 7pm? Yeah. Like I have to go to bed yeah. as tonight. Yeah.
1: If
0: it's one thing you guys don't know about Margot and Kathleen is they both have insomnia. And so you wake up every morning to about 92 text messages <laughs> for the people like Maggie and I who do not suffer from insomnia. So yeah, it's really good to partner with your pair. We're you know? today and brainstorming.
2: <laughs> okay, but I walk into this event And everyone in the room is a real grown-up. And I'm like, I was just in a frat house a month ago. Like, I don't know how to act here. Everybody has three kids and has been through 500 deployments because it was 2011. So, you know. coffee code word for bourbon? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) It was close. And they were such nice ladies, but I just felt so intimidated. And it was a while before I went to another event like that. And I wish that I had just had one person who could have explained it to me beforehand and reassured me that I was wearing the right clothes and let me know that I was truly welcome. So, so that's, that's my hope here is that we are real and vulnerable and honest and give people kind of an introduction and a primer and the advice that we wish we'd had. Okay. Can I say something that you made me think of during that time is like another thing that I
0: really hope is that I hope that if you walk into an event or a situation and you're like, Oh shoot, I did something wrong. You have Mandy, Margot, and Kathleen to reference as yeah. if hey, they did it. They said they did it. So you have somebody no matter what to back you up, because you can reference us if we say something and you do something, you know, Mandy, Margo and Kathleen, they said you could do it. They've done it. It's totally fine. And so, you know, I really hope that, you know, we can be that person to back you up even virtually or through the podcast. So
2: we want to make it really clear that like everyone fits in in the Army community, because that was a big thing where, at 21, I thought, oh my gosh, I don't belong here. Mm-hmm. And now, when I see a 21 year old spouse brave enough to walk into a room where they don't mm-hmm. know anybody, I'm so thrilled that they're there. And I want them to be, to feel comfortable and be happy and mm-hmm.
1: open to learning. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If you're ever at an event and you, can remember something that we said that you think would be helpful to the conversation or we've totally led you astray for some reason, absolutely name drop us and be like, my friend Margo <laughs> just totally... Just screwed me over right now and it's my, totally fine just blame it on this yeah. <laughs> my friend Margot
2: wore a robe to her ball and she was
1: totally exactly. rocking it so i can too <laughs> yeah all right exactly.
2: so right after we finish recording this i'm gonna make Margot post pictures of her ball gown in our facebook group and you know <laughs> so when this episode comes out if you haven't seen them yet go search uh margo's ball gown in your yeah. group and, Which, and
0: reach out to her as your virtual friend for a tutorial on yes. how she made that Amazon dress. Yeah. A lot of safety pins. We're involved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: So now that we've kind of introduced ourselves, we've talked about the podcast, I, I want to talk about the big questions that people have. In our Facebook group, I asked, what was your number one question when you first joined this life? And far and away, by a big landslide, the top two questions were... How do you make friends and how do you maintain your own identity when you're married to an active duty spouse? And when I said that one to Margo and Mandy, they both went, oh, <laughs> those are big <laughs> question. So let's talk about what are you all strategies for making friends when you get to a new place? You
0: know, that's a really tough question because I, you know, I was talking to a spouse the other day that's, you know, 20 years old and it's their first duty station. And I remember being at our first duty station and people coming in and they knew people and they, they already had their community coming into it. And so I'm like, how in the world do you guys have friends? Like you just moved here. And so they had told me that the army is small and I couldn't believe it because I was just brand new to it. And it seemed so big to me,
2: but I've said like, no, it's literally huge.
0: Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> like this is drowning me. Like, I don't know, I don't know what to do. But, you know, it's a true statement that the the military really gets smaller, the more you go and the more you expand your network. And I think that Margot and Kathleen's, you know, their relationship virtually is a huge testimony to that too. Because if you have a network of friends in your military community, which, you know, our Facebook can create for you. And I think that's the intention that we want for it is that you have some people in that community that you can reference and you can reach out to and, you know, building that network of people, you're never going to feel alone when you first get to a duty station, because it becomes so much smaller. The more you move around and the more people you talk to, and then you always have a friend going into it. But my advice to how do you make friends when you first move to a duty
2: station is watch Gilmore Girls or New Girls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's all I got for yeah. you. You're pretending <laughs> friends.
2: But on the same thing about the Army, Mandy, like a week after she moved here, had a birthday party for her two youngest kids. And one of uh, her neighbors came and looked around at the 20 people at this party and said, Mandy, how do you know all these people already? You just got here. And she could look around and name, you know, where she'd met all these people before, like a bunch of us were from Savannah. And that's how I feel like after 10 years, there's no post I could go to where I wouldn't know somebody right
0: and it definitely goes back to how important it is to just be genuinely yourself because if you can be yourself at one post that post is going to expand to all of your other posts and you know you're going to have a friend no matter where you go or a resource or an acquaintance to reach out to when you move somewhere
1: my biggest advice to how to like make friends is Alex my husband always says it to me and it's like kind of it's corny, <laughs> but he always says the best way to have a friend is to be a friend. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I really like that. And I always try to remind myself that usually when you're like, you go to a new venue, you don't know anyone, and maybe you're not like vibing well with everyone else. Like, that's not probably because of you. Like, you have mm-hmm. no idea what other people are going through in their life, and you're new to the situation. So I just always try to lead with empathy and give people the benefit of the doubt and mm-hmm. say, well, if I was going through a tough time or if I was shy myself, like, what would I want someone to ask me? Mm-hmm. And I just try to be the person that I would want someone to act towards me. Absolutely. You know how we always talked about we're always like in sync when
0: we talk and when we do things? I actually wrote a paper for school today on empathy. So you're right in the avenue Ooh, okay. you need to be for that because. To be a friend, you have to be a friend and you, you know, you have to have empathy and you have to really understand the situations people are in. And so it's really hard because at the end of the day, it's about you or it's not about you. As long as you're yourself and, you know, Mm -hmm. you can stand firm in that, I think it's the best way you can make a friend because your friends will come. might have to wait, you know, Mm -hmm. it might just take time, but your friends will come.
1: Absolutely. And so, every duty station we've been at, I, I, sometimes I make friends within two months. Sometimes I don't have a friend for nine months. Mm-hmm. And yep. everywhere you go, it's just a different dynamic. And it's a different, you know, your spouse's job is different. So there may not be as many opportunities mm-hmm. to make friends. Yeah. And so don't beat yourself up because sometimes it takes a lot longer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah.
0: But also don't lose hope on that either, you know, because... Yeah. They'll come rolling up in nine months when you didn't expect it or, you know, they haven't yet PCS there. They haven't moved Mm -hmm. into your house next door. And so, you know, just I think the biggest thing about making friends is continuing to have hope that a friend will
2: come along. For sure. And along the lines of to have a friend be a friend. My lifelong strategy for making friends is advice that my mom gave me, and she said when I was a little kid, she's like, "Whenever you walk into a room and you're alone in a crowd, find somebody who looks as lonely as you feel." It's not picture them in their underwear. I thought that's what it no. was. No, <laughs> oh. okay. You don't want to go talk to be- and befriend people in their underwear. Like- All right, that's true.
0: Okay, maybe that's just where are really- like podcast. I'm picturing
2: you and Margo in performing. your underwear. I
0: don't know <laughs>
2: <laughs> I'm sitting next to Mandy. She knows I'm not in my underwear. <laughs> okay. I
0: mean, we are in your house, so,
2: you know. <laughs> okay, so if I walk into a spouse's event and I'm all by myself and I don't know anybody, I look for somebody standing in a corner all by themselves looking at their phone. And I just walk up and start talking to them. And I say, you know, hey, this is my name. This is where I'm from. Where are you from? And ask questions. And nine times out of 10, that person is going to be so excited that you rescued them from standing in the corner alone that you're really going to hit it off. Mm -hmm, For sure. I've only had a a couple times somebody (laughs) really not like me coming to attack <laughs> them like that but I just talked at them until this so the next step of this is someone else walks by and you grab them and say hey have you met this person and introduce them like know each other. you're fishing you're yeah. fishing for friends <laughs> I like it <laughs> and all of a sudden you have a circle and then you're like oh let's sit down at a table and then somebody else is sitting alone at that table you get them and then in a few minutes somebody goes so how did how do you know them, Kathleen? I and pulled I'll be them like, from the corner. Yeah. <laughs> I, just them. I just found them. <laughs> <laughs> and I and I have to
0: attest to that because I was at an event with Kathleen not too long ago, and there were two people sitting at a table behind us that were just at a table by themselves, and she definitely went fishing, and she brought them to our table, and I was so excited because they were phenomenal people, and they were just really fun to talk to. So, you know, she even encouraged me and opened my eyes again to that You know, if somebody's lonely, sitting by themselves, come and ask them. It's not going to hurt and continue to fish for your friends. Yeah. Kathleen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's my strategy. (laughs) Margo,
1: did you guys go fishing this weekend at the ball? (laughs) We did a little bit. (laughs) It was a division ball. So there were like 7 million people there. And so we basically like had to stand in a bunch of lines. And so it was like, we didn't even get to the drinks before we got called to our table and they so it's like, you didn't really mean <laughs> go by yourself.
0: Okay, so we answered, we did answer one of those questions. We answered yeah, that a, was how to make friends. friends. Okay. Yeah.
2: So the harder one is how to oh, create gosh. your own identity.
0: You know, I am just going to speak for a minute on this and then I'm going to pass it off to the other two because I honestly have struggled with this in this department for. You know, most of our duty stations, I thought it was easier to adapt to the environment than actually be myself. Mm. And I can tell you that it really does not make it beneficial. And I found myself in situations I, you know, wish I wasn't in. And so I would 100% have to say that how do you not lose your identity in all of this is just continue to challenge yourself and challenge the people around you to color outside the lines. And, you know, if somebody doesn't agree with something, then find somebody who does. And I promise you that you will find somebody who will eventually agree with you and eventually be on the same plan that you are. And I think that it doesn't matter who it is, if it's the person in the corner or the person running the party, you know, as long as somebody's on that, that path, you can continue to stand firm in your identity. But, you know, coloring outside those lines and just challenging yourself is probably my advice for that. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I really hope
2: that people don't wait as long as I did. So yeah, because if you spend all of your time trying to fit what you think an army wife should be, it's mm-hmm. it's not one-size-fits-all, mm-hmm. and it's not worth it if you're not happy. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So My advice – well, okay, to go back on that, there was a time that my husband asked me something like, why don't you do XYZ like someone else's wife? And then after he picked himself up off the floor, <laughs> <laughs> he, um, I said, you know, if you'd wanted to be married to that woman, you wouldn't have married me. Yep. And I – I'm not gonna live the same army wife life that she is. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Mandy, that was an important realization. But when we first got married, I felt like I needed to distance myself from the army wife community because that felt like it would be giving up part of myself. Mm-hmm. Like, why would I hang out with people just because their husbands have the same job that mine does? And that that just made me really lonely. Because what I found is that it's so, it's not just hanging out with people whose husbands work with my husband. It's hanging out with people who are in the same phase of life as me, who understand Mm -hmm. all the hard things about my life, who, you know, we have so much in common. We have a shared set of values and goals and a really unusual lifestyle that we all understand. And so interestingly, a big part of finding my own identity and finding my place in this life has been leaning into those spouse groups and activities and Mm -hmm. building my army spouse community. I also, at one point I was like, you know, I want to be a stay at home mom, but I also, I just need a professional identity. I need to be an expert in something. I need to go you know, be in charge of something and feel mm-hmm. smart, <laughs> not just sit Have at home adult the baby. conversation. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so that's when I started my photography business. And that's been really, really fulfilling for me. Been your way to hold strong to that identity, huh? Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So with my identity and <laughs> having something separate than just the army wife life, I, I'm curious to know the people who – put that in the group, like if they meant just in general finding yourself you know, and moving so often or you know, those kind of things, having to be yourself every time when you've just left all the people who know you? Or if they meant like career wise. So yeah, I will say I
2: know the girl who asked is my friend Tanya Roy. And then, you know, 50 other people voted on it. But the right, original yeah. <laughs> asker, she's a teacher and that's really her passion. And gotcha. for several duty stations, she wasn't able to teach. And I oh, know that, that would was be really hard. hard for her. Being a mom and a stay-at-home mom especially wasn't part of her original plan. And then, yeah. you know, her husband is deploying and in the field and going yeah. all over. And so, you know, she was really open about feeling lost I'm in sure. the early days of their marriage. And yeah.
1: now she's teaching again. And she's really
2: happy.
1: Yeah. Well, I can't, I have not had a job outside of the home the whole time I've been an army wife. So I can't really speak on professional, (laughs) you know, development and life and that kind of thing. I will say in my experience, not having a job outside the home has definitely been a big thing for identity and creating one when you don't have the outside things, which I'm sure she was experiencing when Your friend was, you know, not teaching and that's what her passion was. But I think one thing that really helped me was, like you said, just leaning into like army life and carving out a place for me. Margo and Kathleen are phenomenal about coloring
0: outside the line. And if you are a visual person and you need to do that, just ask Margot for a picture of her dining room wall because <laughs> it is the epitome of coloring outside the lines. And literally, oh, thank you. And like coming into this whole thing, you know, Kathleen and Margot have the same color wallpaper on their walls and they were able to find each other virtually. And so, you know, I know there's hope out there that everybody can do that. And so if you can't find it on your local base, you know, look elsewhere. And so, that's kind of where we started the Facebook group. And Kathleen, if you want to talk a little bit more about the purpose about Facebook group and you know what what the expectations for that, and then Margo will start us off talking about the Instagram. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, so the Facebook group we're intending to be a community, not just to talk about the the podcast, but about all the issues that we talk about in the podcast. And just a safe space to find people who are in the same situation, to ask questions, to get affirmation, post some funny memes or encouraging (laughs) ones, whatever. Most importantly, we want it to be a really inclusive space because I've used the term army wife a lot while we've been talking, but army spouses come in all shapes and sizes. And so we hope that we can welcome male spouses and gay spouses and people who maybe feel on the fringe of our community because it is pretty homogenous like when you go to events most people look very similar we're you know the same age and, um, and race and yeah exactly yeah. so we want people of color and older spouses and younger spouses to and all moms and dads and yeah, yeah. exactly cuz i have a friend who's 17 and a friend who's 53 and they're mm-hmm. both me spouses yeah. And so we want everybody to feel welcome and everybody to give their insight because Mm -hmm. it all works better when we're in it together.
0: But it is a space of positivity and resources and direction. We're keeping out of the negativity zone. There's a lot of that in our life. And so we're going to steer clear of that as much as we can. And so. So if we delete your post, that's why. That's why. (laughs)
1: Because we wouldn't be happy. (laughs) Because we're bringing the sunshine to the (laughs) the community yeah so. <laughs> yeah so our instagram and we also have a website so you can find us at householdsixpodcast.com and there will be show notes we'll share a lot of good info on there you can also find us on instagram at household6podcast we share a lot of good info on there as well. It's a kind of an extension of our Facebook group, but of course, the Instagram form. But I think you'll find the main benefit of following us on Instagram is going to be watching our reels. We are all trying to be creative and bring some laughs, <laughs> to, you mm-hmm. know, this life that can be really overwhelming. And they're so fun to make. And if I really would like to highlight some content creators who are military spouses, so if you are a military spouse and you have a blog or you make reels about army wife life or you have information that you think would be great please dm us on there because i would love to collaborate with you to share you on our stories you know this is a community where we're all just trying to support each other and instagram will be the same thing so again be sure to check us out at household six podcast.com on instagram at household six podcast and on facebook it's called our group is called small army the household six podcast community
0: and from this moment on we will leave you with this live in pursuit to leave your duty station better than it is when you arrived household six is signing off
2: Ah!